Very good morning, everybody. It's Pastor Rob Hale here at Withered Hand Ministries, and we're glad to be here this morning. It's a this is a beautiful day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, there's something about determination about declaring that this is the day that this is the Lord has made, and that I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a it's a what the Lord told me it is our is our declaration and a, a decree. A declaration and a decree, and it has to be with uh, our role as a king and a priest here on the earth, and also that the war zone that we live in certainly do spiritually, and, and many people do around the world that are not that do it both spiritually and physically in a war zone. May God help Ukraine be delivered from. Your press for Putin. A Hamas be completely wiped out. Peace be brought back to the region. Insanity to relationships between people. <laughs> anyway, uh, day four. Prayer is filling the gas tank. Again, by the book, uh, Why Pray? Uh, John DeVere's. I know that's backwards to y'all, but anyway, Wednesday I might be able to figure out this thing how to keep it from how to mirror it. We won't do that. But anyway, uh, today prayer is filling. Uh, thank you, Lord. We won't be in prayer. Father God, Lord, we just love you. We thank you. We appreciate you for this day, even this new day, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that we're able to decree and declare this day that you've made, and that we can rejoice and be glad in it. That we will rejoice and be glad in it. Be ready to give our testimony about the hope that lies within us, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for prayer. Thank you for loving us in Jesus' name. All right. The author writes, I drive a rather old car with 130,000 miles on it, a big car that floats down the highway. I don't, li- I don't like the newer SUVs. They ride too hard. It may be fashionable to drive them, but I'm too old. I am old enough that I don't need to be fashionable. I can say I like to float rather than bounce down the highway. I really don't care what other people say. Imagine that it's Sunday morning, about 10 minutes before worship at the church, before worship time at your church, and that I'm going to be preaching there. You notice me pushing a big old car down the road. It dawns on you that I'm the guest preacher, and it's clear that I'm never going to arrive on time. I might be in front of an open gas station about a five-minute drive from the church, and I'm passing the station. Exclamation mark. You slam on your brakes, hop out of the car, and ask me, what's the matter? Why are you pushing your car? I brush some perspiration off my forehead and reply that my car happens to be out of gas. Why, then, are you pushing it past the gas station? You ask, push it to the station and fill it up. But I, but, I protest, I don't have time to stop for gas. I, only have, I have only 10 minutes left to get to the church. I can't be distracted by anything. 
I must be on my way. My reply is so foolish that it's hard to comprehend. No one in his right mind would be too busy to fill up if he's out if he were out of gas. No one would push his car past the gas station because he was in a hurry to get somewhere. Think of this illustration whenever you want to be a good example of a prayerless Christian. A prayerless Christian. The vast majority of Christians in our society claim they don't have time to pray. But that excuse is senseless. As my saying, I don't have time to stop and fill up my gas tank. Prayer is a relationship in which we stop right where we are and are filled with the Holy Spirit. Without Him, we can do nothing. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit of itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. John 15, 4. And I say, Amen. Just as a branch apart from the life of the vine is fruitless, so we are empty apart from the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Although the Spirit of God is given to every believer upon being born again, for there is never new life apart from His presence, there are many descriptions of being filled with the Holy Spirit in exceptional ways. For reference, see Luke 1, 15, 4 and 1, Acts 2 and 4, Acts 4 and 8 and 31, Acts 7, 35, or 55 rather, Acts 11, 24, Acts 13, 9, and 52. The distinction made in these passages, <laughs> namely, that these people were filled with the Holy Spirit and the distinction over other Christians who had the Holy Spirit but did not give evidence of that kind of filling. We are called to cooperate with the, uh, cooperate with the Holy Spirit neither resisting nor grieving him, so that every aspect of our being may surrender to and be saturated with his holy presence. The Holy Spirit's power flows into us during regular times of prayer and praise. Jesus told us, as we see in more detail later in this book, that pages are shaking together that you are uh, to be yoked with him, to him. And when that happens, his power flows into us. The yoke of which, you know, that's Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30. The yoke of which he speaks is the yoke of prayer. As we open our minds and hearts and focus in our thoughts on God in, the petition, in petition and praise, we open our entire beings every aspect of our nature, to the filling of the Holy Spirit, who thus empowers us. Prayer, then, is far more than merely a relationship, even more than a dependent relationship upon God. It is a relationship of empowerment. In simple language, it is the time when our spiritual gas tank is filled with the power of the Spirit of God. I'm going to read this Matthew 11, 29. 30. Give me a second. Let me pull it up here. It won't take too long. 
had a busy morning this morning. That's good. Thank you, Lord. All right. It says, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for my I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your, in, unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I can say that uh, the next one is reflect or discuss. Describe times when you prayed and did not feel empowered, but rather felt as weak and limp as when you started. Why didn't the power flow? Well, I can remember in times past that uh, the enemy would interfere and get in the way and bring and bring in doubt or try to bring in confusion. And you know, basically, there's an old Christian saying: if you doubt, you go without. Or I think James says, if you come to him unbelieving, you shall receive; you shall not receive anything. So there's that. Generally, I can tell I can tell you some reasons here. Okay, at least in my life, when you pray, you don't feel like you're getting past the ceiling. One, you need to change your you need to change your uh, your understanding that Jesus, if you're born again, He lives in you, and there's no way that He cannot hear your prayer. There's no way. Now. Your prayer making a difference in the realm of heaven, in the realm of the kingdom, in the realm of a father's throne. There's the aspect of what's called entering in, in prayer. And part of that decreeing and declaring is is a part of that. That's actually part of that. But the first and foremost part is if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you understand what God is doing with his precious son's blood, as, as he is covering the sin, our sinful nature, and our sinful life uh, before him, because he's holy. And we have no idea what holy is other than it's not it's the opposite of us when it comes to purity and life living, if, I mean, as far as being a human is concerned. Um, I, good morning, Sue. Amen. And uh, so, uh, back to, back there, when you're entering in, the first thing you do really is we confess our sins. It's just like James said there. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that gives us a momentary time, space and time, to enter into His presence with our Shepherd King. King Jesus, who is our advocate before the Father, and who is our and, and who and who stands before the Father that, and and pleases the Father, so that our sinful nature won't be there before Him. It's hidden in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And then we can make our petition known. And I could tell you the second reason why uh, that most time we get unheard prayer, we feel like we're praying against the ceiling, is we fail to worship. Pray. We just got to pray, which is okay because we're we're called to pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. We're we're called to have an attitude of gratitude that transcends our life and affects the world around us, uh, not only other souls 
for salvation, but other souls for growth. And just and just for other people, uh, for just to change the atmosphere of where we're at. And because when you, when you, when we walk into a room with the presence of God in our life, and we're declaring, decreeing, and declaring, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Then I believe that the enemy uh, gets on his hind foot. There's a story of that in the. Uh, in the book of Genesis, Jacob is going back to the mountain Bethel with his family. He's got his hoard and 20 years of, of uh, saving up to go back to Bethel. He said he'd bring a tenth back to Bethel and celebrate there. But the Bible makes an interesting declaration. He said, the Bible says that the enemies around Jacob got God, fought, got God fear, and they trembled with fear. Something key to that. It really is. So what... And what Jacob did is he had all his troops. He said, listen, I, I know y'all got some false gods and idols in your baggage and stuff. And, there's, I, you know, he wasn't going to police it. He was going to tell people to police themselves. He said, I'll take those things and bury them at the foot of this tree. And once you bury them at the foot of this tree and we all get cleaned up, we're going to go to the top of the mountain and we're going to have a time with God. So there again, we have repentance being the first, the first thing. It's, the, it's, it's really, truly, we can express our love for God in repentance because, wow, just think of that. He's holy, we're not, and yet he still loves us and sent his son to die for us. What an amazing thing. All right, so after uh, repentance and after worship, and I mean worship, I mean singing, praising, putting your hands up in the air like we've been talking about the past couple of days. You know, pick me up, Daddy. Let me sit on your lap. Hold my hand, Daddy. Leave me where I need to go. And this is, he's talking about today, this is filling up your gas tank. And uh, it's true. Uh, we are, human beings are a vessel, but we leak. And we, and, and the power of God and the Spirit of the Lord doesn't ever leave us. But that infilling power, as we're, as we're being used to the Lord, or not even not when we're being used to the Lord, it can start to drain. It starts to drain out. So the way you fill it back up is, like the author was saying, is through prayer, through worship. Actually, actually, you know, the word prayer in itself means to worship. And if you don't believe me, go to the book of Acts in the, in the first chapter when they're up there on the, in the upper room waiting for the Holy Spirit to fall. They're, they're there in Prayer and supplication. Now, hold on a second. That, when I first saw that, that surprised me because I thought prayer was supplication and supplication was prayer. Because supplication means to make your request known unto God. <laughs> so it means it means to basically become beggarly before the Lord. And and I'll give you another key reason. is when you start thanking the Lord for meeting your needs because he knows he's got your back, and he's got, you know, you know, he orders your steps. So thank the Lord in that, and start praying for other people who don't know the Lord or barely know the Lord, and pray for their needs and help them in their situation. And I, I, I see more prayers being answered that way than I have anything else. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still pray for my family and pray for myself and things like that. But turn the focus on God's heart, not my heart. Because there's there's the key to prayer, definitely a key to prayer. All right, meditate. 
Prayer is not a program, but a, but a dependent relationship upon God, through which we are empowered and filled by His Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of, a lot of debate about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. There are some aspects of uh, denominations say that you have to speak in tongues for that to happen. And I can tell you that that's not true. Well, how do you know, Pastor Ross? Well, because for 22 years of my Christian life, I did not have that gift. And now just riding down the road um, after my now mentor, uh, then friend, uh, prayed for me and prophesied over me saying that this gift was going to come. And I told him, like I tell you, well, it'll have to be God, not me. I said, I'm, I'm willing, but he'll have to speak it, not me. And about less, less than two weeks later, I'm going down the road, and all of a sudden that language starts coming out of my mouth. And I was like, okay, Lord. And I asked him about it. He told me it was his language. I said, well, you know, church I go to, they, they don't hold that stuff. He said, nonetheless, it's my language. I said, sound like I'm changing churches and form up. That's what the Lord had planned. And that's okay. It, it's okay. It really is. Because um, it, it's, it's been a wonderful adventure. Life can be an adventure. And, and, and you put Jesus first in your life, and you look to serve him, and you look to be a voice piece for him. And if you look to uh, lay hands on the sick, or the ones he wants you to lay hands on to and pray for, or how to minister, is through the Holy Spirit. And and once, once ministry learns that part as a whole, instead of coming out of their seminary and out of themselves instead of and start coming out of the spirit of the Lord out of that fountain, out of that infilling, then then you get the high test. <laughs> and that and that vehicle will vroom. <laughs> it gets out they're catching that supercharger called the Holy Ghost. <laughs> all right, well Father God, Lord, I pray that you bless this day to all that hear this make your countenance shine upon them. May your great light of your word lead them and guide them and hold them by the hand as you do, Lord. Let your countenance not only lead them and guide them, but also surround them, Father God, and fill them, Father God. Quicken them to the moment and give them a divine appointments that they can be used of your Holy Spirit for your great glory and for your majesty, Father. We speak this now in the powerful name the name above every name, the one and only, even you, Lord Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Y'all have a blessed night. This is the day that the Lord has made. How we'll rejoice and be glad in it. Without a doubt, it makes me want to shout. Love y'all. Love you, Susan.